I work until like six o'clock every night. And then, you know, I get up early and I start early in the morning and I'm, I feel like I'm behind the eight ball and I'm not catching up. Welcome everyone back to dissecting popular it nerds. And we have a, I don't want to insult you with by saying an oldie, but a goodie, but that's just how we have to say it today. Greg Altman back, back from the past on the show again. And I'm having you on because you've switched roles and I asked you, so good, better, awesome, stronger. And you said it's, Oh no, actually, no, your wife said, which is important because we, sometimes we bring our work home. Uh, your wife said it's, um, what do you say? More work, but less stress, something like that. She said it's, uh, that I have more pressure, but less stress. So, um, that's a good thing, I think, but, but explain. Well, be, all right. So, I mean, I've been in it as we explored and the last time I was on talking to you. I mean, I've been in IT for almost 30 years. Uh, well, a little over 30 years, actually. But, um, you know, you have those times where you're under pressure because there's a big project coming and you've got a lot of work. And it's pressure because there's, you know, there's a lot riding on it. What we do is important. Dead, well, but, let's go through what pressure means in that situation. Let's break it down. Deadlines, I'm assuming. Yeah. Performance. Deadlines. Performance, workload, expectations. Um, yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All these different things, making a team work together, training end users, all the things we love to do. So there's pressure. Absolutely. It's pressure to pretty, perform. Per, pretty much job performance uh, pressure, right? Uh -huh. um, and, you know, wanting to provide good service for the business, that sort of thing. Um, and then there's stress, which is where you have pressure. But due to either lack of buy-in from executives, lack of budget, um, lack of ability, uh, whatever, um, where you, you're you doomed to fail and you know you're doomed to fail, um, or at least partially. Maybe lack of respect or there's no uh, IT is pigeonholed into a cost center where people don't see that literally everything in the company can do better with technology versus without it. Um, I'm assuming that, that stress can come from where, where does stress evolve from? Let's just think of some of the most stressful moments without, you know, be, we don't need to be specific or name names or anything, but let's just think of some of the most stressful moments um, that you've had. Well, um, and I'm not trying know, to bring during, back post-traumatic. I'm not trying to cause post-traumatic <laughs> stress here. I could let me share a few with you. Let me here. I'll go first. We'll do, you know, okay, share. That, that's, that's better. Stress, stress share. Okay. One of the most stressful times in my life was working for a retail company that happened to serve coffee. And I happened to be the store manager, um, regional marketing specialist and uh, asset and security uh, person as well. So I had to basically say, Hey, put all these security practices into place and, you know, guarantee you a 3% increase in revenue. And it was so stressful because the, 
upper management at the time was a very, very strict driver. And if you weren't hitting budgeted dollars and you weren't in, in every single category, you were always, nothing was ever good enough, right? And I don't think it's ever possible in a very driven, driven kind of retail place, right? Like you're doing good here, you're doing good here, you're doing good here, but this needs to come up. And you don't really ever, you kind of get like, hey, good job, but you're never getting paid the amount that you're really worth. So I would go to bed at night stressing about certain KPIs, like really stressing about it. And then I realized, and I knew, and I, and the, and the odd thing was, is I, I almost felt like it, you forget that you're good. You forget that you're talented. You forget that you're a qualified human being and you, you almost, you go to bed feeling like I'm not good enough, or I don't know if it's indentured servitude. I don't know. I don't know if it's just, this is life sucks. I don't know what the feeling is and I don't quite know how to describe it, but maybe that feeling is called stress. And I realized it when, um, there might've been a change in the guards and it was like, Hey, this is the reality. This is the situation. Here's how we're going to attack it and do your best. And it wasn't like, you know, you're probably gonna get fired if you, if you don't bring these numbers up. It became more, what can we do as a team strategically to bring these numbers up? And you didn't go home every night feeling like, am I stable? Am I, do I have a stable yeah. life? Is this where I want to be? Do I really, I'm not really happy here. That was, that was how I described it. And then when I left and I went to the Cisco startup company, it was scary as heck because I took a 50% salary cut and I went to this like entry level Cisco startup sales organization where it was like crazy hardcore, like boiler room kind of technology sales going and qualify people, get past gatekeepers and do all this insanity. Right. And I was in a position where I was like, I have to do this or I, or I won't you know, be able to put food on the table if I'm not successful at this. But success there was very clear. It was if you do this, this, and this, and you sell X number of Cisco IED 2800 series boxes to AKA small businesses and convert, you know, you know, analog lines to, uh, you know, voice over IP, blah, blah, blah. You will get paid this and be successful. And as, as difficult and as much pressure I was under to use your words there, I did very well and it was measurable and I could see my success. And though that may have been from an outsider's perspective, much, much harder, there was no, there was a sense of accomplishment and no level of stress other than what I put on myself to be successful. I don't know if that makes any sense. So, Absolutely. um, so yeah. And the, oh, and back in the back in the other high pressure state, there was a lot of um, kind of pecking up to the hierarchy. It was like someone always wanted to be the favorite. It was like, mm. how come I'm not the favorite today? I want to be the favorite. Do you know what I mean? So everyone, so all your teammates were kind of competing against each other to be the favorite, and then also kind of. But if you weren't the favorite, then there was inner there was inner gossip going on. If that makes sense, right? 
Anyways. Cult of personality. There you go. Thank you for being my psych, my psychiatrist or college psychologist for the last uh, five minutes. It turned into the Phil Howard. It turned into the Phil Howard, you know, oh, I feel so much better now. I feel like a relief. <laughs> uh, was there anything like that? <laughs> no, um, your turn. <laughs> well, the, the stress I was feeling at my previous job was, and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to diss on the company. Um, I worked myself out of a job mm -hmm. in essence. Um, that's a good because, thing. Well, it is, but not when, not when you haven't realized it yet. Mm. <laughs> um, I had kept the company. I mean, it was a very small company, uh, hundred million revenue, 125 users. Um, a lot of them, you know, warehouse people and such who don't have a great deal of technology needs. So mm -hmm. we had gotten to the point to where things were, there was no, there was no appetite for technological improvement. Um, everything was for, as far as the executive team was considered, it's good enough. Just keep the lights on, reduce your budget by 20% every year. And you know, Stop making so much noise. Twenty percent? <laughs> no, really, twenty percent. Oh no, I'm exaggerating. Only ten okay. percent. Only ten percent. <laughs> Still, though, reduce budget every year from a technology standpoint. I usually think of it's amazing because when I look at some bills that people pay, I'm like, oh man, I can't believe they pay this bill, right? And yeah. I'm, you know, just to run this podcast might be four grand a month. Right. You know what I mean? And that's, and when I think about it, I'm thinking, you know, I don't know. It's a matter of growth. Right. How can I grow? Um, and I literally went from, I went from like free. I went from like, this is free. I'm recording it on zoom to now I'll pay some dude on Fiverr to, you know, shine up the audio a little bit. And then it went to, okay, now I'll officially hire someone at like 50 bucks an episode to do this. And now I'm going full bore this year with like a full entire, like, you know, studio, which is going to be starting. You'll be like the third episode into it with like, you know, full on blog writing articles. We'll, we'll highlight you. We'll have keywords and stuff like this. And we'll do all this different thing. And I think it's going to cost Ooh, me like, you. it's going to cost like 3,500 bucks a month, 4,000 a month, but I'm not shrinking the budget. I'm, I'm investing in it in hopes that it's gonna, knowing that I'll be able to like, you know, put some kind of return on investment on it. I don't know. I'll get Vonage or someone to pay the, you know, pay the 3,500 a month and put their advertising on it or, and I'm not making okay. fun of you Vonage. I'm just saying like, you know, you or well, let's put everyone else in there too. Ring Central, Comcast, AT&T, or I don't know. Maybe you certainly have the contacts. Maybe Microsoft, that. maybe Microsoft. But anyway, so so go ahead. So no appetite for improvement, even though technology is really kind of what, if anything, helps cut labor, helps be more efficient. Um, so no appetite really for technology improvement, kind of cut the technology budget and keep everything going smooth smooth sailing. Yep. And, uh, you know, you get to the point to where it's like, why am I here? Um, and I took three different week plus long motorcycle trips in 2021 and did some soul searching. <laughs> nice. 
And uh, I, it was great. I was able to burn up some vacation time. But I had gotten to the point towards the end of the year where it wasn't so much that I hated my job, uh-huh. but I would, wait, I would wake up in the morning going, do I really need to go to work today or can I go play in the wood shop or ride my motorcycle or do anything else than deal with the drudgery? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You should have just, uh, you should have just engineered it to, you should have just engineered it to like, you had like a robot in your seat, you know, and like, you know, like the covers over you, like to make someone think they're in bed, you know what I mean? Well, I was feeling a lot like the guy in office space, you know, it's like, you've been missing a lot of work. Well, I wouldn't say I've been missing it, Bob. (laughs) 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 Um, And I'm not trying trying to dig on my former bosses. um, No, no, because it's good. It's because I mean, it was just the focus of the business moved from (laughs) being, um, let's stay at the forefront of technology to, Hey, what we have is really good. We need to focus our our money and our efforts on other things. To and play so, to now to in de- in defense, um, and to just be the the tough love. Let's give out. Let's <laughs> de- let's ditch out some right? tough love. Uh, in their defense, um, were you? maybe is there an opportunity when, when when it guys get stuck in this situation i'm not saying it guy like the it guy that's not what i mean like i mean like i sorry it professional c-level director c-level people when they get in this position is it and i'm only throwing this out there to just in case the thought didn't cross your mind or whatever is there an opportunity to maybe go to other inter other departments, marketing, is there a way to branch out and maybe learn and see if we can't apply technology skills, um, in a broader aspect or learn, for example, could you have, um, maybe, um, offered up some sort of technological, um, innovation to the marketing department or sales or whatever the heck it was, were there other opportunities that maybe we just weren't woke to? I'm sure there were some, um, but, uh, but you know, there was also like, for example, we did do some innovations to marketing. Um, uh, you know, we did the whole, uh, text message to pick up your order kind of thing. Nice. Um, Okay. And did you come up with that? Um, actually I implemented it. Um, uh, the marketing manager or director came to me and said, Hey, can we do something along these lines? And so, you know, we worked together and discovered that, well, ring central wasn't the answer for that because their, their texting is a bolt on kind of afterthought. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we went with a different company and we rolled it out and promoted it. Um, I mean, that wasn't, it wasn't my initiative, but it was, but marketing was involved due to communication, yeah. due to cross departmental communication. Meaning, yeah, and nothing that's the in nice the- thing at that old place is they weren't. Is that company is not siloed at all. Everybody kind of hmm. hangs out and talks to each other. But you know, I've been there for a long time, so you know when when there was a problem, and I would go to people and say, "Hey, all right, so what what can I do to make your life better?" Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Well." Um, can we get uh, 
new handsets for our phones or I mean it was it was always like little things. I mean we covered most of the big stuff. Can I get a <laughs> can I get a, a wireless mouse without a ball on it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I just I still I really love the office reference. I usually sneak in the back door about five minutes late and then I uh, zone out for, can you say that again? Yeah. Yeah. Zone out. Like, can we zone out? Yeah. You know, just uh, stare off and uh, <laughs> I watched that movie again. I'm not making any connection. I watched that movie again like around Christmas. I was like, ah, yeah. I will not make any, I'm not making any connections here. I'm just saying, I just thought that was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but life is better now. Okay. So, okay. So now let's, let's switch then. So I think that was, well, let me ask you this though. Why was that stressful? Was it stressful because life sucked and I'm just like, where am I going? Yeah. Okay. And that, that pretty much, we well, played it off pretty well. So how many people are walking around and I'm talking to them and they seem like really nice, smart it guys, but you know, inside their life sucks and it's stressful. And they're, and they're dead inside a little bit. That's why when you ask people, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good. You know how they say that? Like, you know, it's kind of one of those things where I was like, hey, man, how you doing? Oh, yeah, good. Blah, blah, blah. Like, what if we started just saying, like, actually, I'm pretty, uh, pretty down and out today. Life kind of sucks and it's boring and I feel uh, directionless. And um, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> the uh, like for example, let me tell you how I really feel right now. I had to drink a bunch of coffee before I got on here because I tested positive for COVID on Sunday. Oh, everyone! In my, no, I mean I'm you know I'm trying to I'm I'm looking. They say like you know I was looking at all these things like what's the like sign curve of this? They're like be careful on day five. So I'm on day five right now. I, and I don't know if psychologically I just felt worse this morning, but maybe I you know because I woke up and I was just like you sleep and then you get up and you're like whoa. Do I really have to move my body? I'm like gro- groaning at my wife, like coffee, coffee. <laughs> <laughs> no, now I feel great for this, and I'll feel good for like this one hour. I had to time it perfectly so that I was talking to you, I would be at my peak because you have about an hour's worth of energy, and then you just crash, and you're like, oh, I didn't, I don't have what I had. So, anyways, you peak. I guess you peak at day five, and then there's a day ten too for some people. So we'll see. Everyone in my family, except for my. 11 year old tested it's amazing like we wow. like someone was feeling sick so i went and bought like you know i had to go to cvs sorry sorry everyone listening this is a complete covid sidetrack but it happens okay um it's the uh, world we live in now <laughs> yeah you know so i went to cvs for you know for like a month there's like we're out you, you walk in the store there's a big huge sign do not ask for instant COVID test. We do not have any, do not ask, you know, and then there'll be like another paper underneath again, handwritten, do not ask. So then they had them all back. So we go and like, okay, I need, um, uh, 11, please. <laughs> they're 10 bucks each. They're 10 bucks each. And they're like, sir, there's a minimum requirement of six. And I'm standing there. And I'm like, I have eight kids. What am I going to do? And they're kind of like, whoa, what? Like they kind of laughed. And I was like, but my wife's here and she has a different last name. She didn't change her name, her last name. So like, how about I buy six? And she, they're like, okay, yeah, loophole. So anyways, and we went home, <laughs> tested everybody. Wife, positive. Oldest son, positive pregnant daughter who's who had got married last year positive um every oh i forgot her husband did not test positive and he was like the sickest of them all he must have just had like the regular flu or something they live in like the apartment next they live in the in-laws apartment attached to our house so anywho 
Yeah. Everyone tested positive except for me and my daughter at that time. So then I had, because my son-in-law had to, uh, I don't know, work the next day. I had to drive my pregnant daughter to go get the, they put her at like the top of the line for the, the, um, what is it? What's wrong with me? The thermo coupler, like, you know, the, the, the anti, the antiviral, antiviral, whatever. Anyways. Okay. Yeah. Uh, why am I, see, my brain's not working. It's COVID brain. I'll blame it on COVID. Um, antiviral <laughs> meds, microbial. Anyways, why am I not thinking right? So yeah, they all tested positive, but because I had to spend two days with my daughter, of course not social distance distancing or whatever. And you know, it's, let's just be realistic. People I'll probably get, if anyone listens to this episode, I might get hammered by a bunch of people. They're like, what's wrong with you? You didn't masking and blah, blah. anywho, uh, you weren't triple masked. And, uh, so I came back home after taking her to the doctors and sitting in the parking lot, of course, and not ever going anywhere, but, uh, yeah. So then I, te- I was the last one to test positive on, I think it was Sunday. What's today? Today is uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. So I'm like, no, it was Saturday. So I'm like, yeah, four or five days into this thing. But my other daughter, the only one and other than my son-in-law are still not positive. And we all live in a very close quarters, um, until this addition gets put onto this house. Anywho, um, yeah, where the heck were we? Oh, stressful stress. Yeah. Yes. Um, so we go, we move from, um, um, st- stressful, which really stress can evolve from why is my life meaningless? Not significantly meaningless, but I, I don't feel like I'm, I, I need to, it's interesting. Maybe what we're saying here is that humans and IT directors need to have, you, you can't just be keeping the systems up and running. Some people might be okay with just keeping the systems up and running, like, like literally moving, yeah. the, moving the levers, but you specifically, Greg Allman does not want to just be keeping the blinky lights on. And I'm so that's the what, yes. Yeah. So that's what brought stress to your life. And yep. But what's not bringing stress to your life is new opportunity and pressure to succeed. Absolutely. Interesting. So sometimes when we get out of our comfort zones or push ourselves to new levels or new heights, it might be difficult. We might be under pressure, but somehow we come alive. Yes. It's really deep. So, so, my, so tell me, talk my to wife me. Told me. My wife told me that, um, all right, so I've been at the new company, uh, January 28th was my, was my month anniversary. Uh-huh. One month. Yeah. So I'm just a few days past that. And uh, my wife and I were having dinner and she goes, you've been happier in the last month than I have seen you in years. Uh, and I haven't even and seen like, you. <laughs> and I'm like, I work until like six o'clock every night. And then, you know, I get up early and I start early in the morning and I'm, I feel like I'm behind the eight ball and I'm not catching up. And, uh, and she goes, and you're loving every minute of it. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. See, we well, I have a great team here. I have a great team here. I have a great boss. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all kind of pulling together. Uh, we're all, everybody's, literally on the same team it feels like we're all working together for the good of the company not for self-aggrandizement 
Well, a little bit of self-aggrandizement is okay. No, <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm joking. Um, at working together to make a common thing happen. What's the, is there like a vision or a mission or something or anything like that? What are we doing? Um, right now we're, 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 uh, there's a lot of things. It's funny. All right. So sidebar. Okay. You, mm-hmm. you did the COVID sidebar. This is a technology sidebar. Uh-huh. Um, at my old company, because it was a very small company and we had a very small IT department, uh-huh. we were able to do some things technologically that a larger company has a harder time getting pushed through. Yeah, pivoting. Um, you're, you're able to change easier. Yeah. Absolutely. Be more nimble. And, um, you're able to be more nimble. You're able to do things like that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. 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 Uh-huh. Um, so, like, for example, I mean, here I came here and during my interview, they were saying, are, are you comfortable with a Mitel phone system? And I looked over and they had Shortel phones, IP phones. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean, uh, yeah, I, ran, I ran one of those. I ran one of those for like 15 years. So, yeah, okay, cute. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and I mean, you know, um, exchange is still on prem here. So um, just because it was a huge deal to move 2000 users to Office 365. I might have to blip that out so people don't call you. <laughs> I know on prem matter at tech. <laughs> uh, he's um, he's currently on Teams and E five licenses. Everybody, he's done. He's done. He's done. <laughs> um, but you know, I mean, it's 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 cool though because there's some stuff here that I can improve. It's like, wow, I've done this before. I know how to do this. Boom. Um, yeah, it's fun. It's just a over. It's just an overwhelming pile. Yeah. And, um, the, my predecessor left like eight months before I started. Mm -hmm. So there's, was a gap. I mean, I've got a team of 10 people and they were, well, rudderless was the word that they used. Ooh, Um, I like it. Rudderless. And so some really good stuff on this. This show really uncovers some great terms sometimes. Rudderless. Nice. Um, and so where the, the big think about that, let's just visualize that for a second. Visualize a yeah. big visualizing. What's that big sailing competition? Forget the sailing competition. Anyone that's ever sailed. Like if you ever taken a little sunfish out America's cup, America's cup, boom, the brud- the rudder broke. What happens to that ship? Yeah. Just think about a Lower. ship sailing sideways and around and capsizing and all kinds of numerous things that could happen. Drifting about, yeah, adrift as it were, just yeah. sideways. Just we're just going sideways <laughs> yeah. for today. We're going sideways. Uh, today we're fully <laughs> capsized. Today we're fully capsized. Got to bail out the ship. Got to get everyone hope back it's on. Better tomorrow. <laughs> Save a few lives. <laughs> Save quick. Throw that guy. Throw that guy a, a, a life ring or whatever it's called. Computer yeah. computer blew up. Throw him a. I don't know. Throw him an old compact. For <laughs> throw him a right, throw him a life ring. It's all you know. Anyways, okay. Uh, somebody's got an Atari around here. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, the biggest, my biggest adjustment, quite honestly, has been going from being the guy who weighs in and does stuff. You mm. know, in a small IT department, you mm. can't sit back and just be boss. You gotta get in there and sling some script around and mm. make stuff happen. 
Mm. Here, there's here's a lot more delegation. You know, um, that's great. Teach, yeah, teaching and coaching, and you know, which is the way I. It's funny. I was looking at when I was looking to make a change. Mm. I was trying to decide whether I wanted to go the individual contributor route and like head towards like an architect title, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. whether I wanted to go lean more into the management and go more for the CIO title. Mm. And uh, I told my wife, I said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to put my resume out there and we're going to see what bites. Well, I can tell you right now that you're in the position where I've seen many past people that have been on dissecting popular itiners, by the way, go from um, infrastructure manager to IT manager to director to CTO. And it was usually in a company about the size like you're at right now, maybe, uh, you know, anywhere from 500 to 2000 end users where they had to go in and it wasn't just, we had to change the the department into more of a visionary department and and I had to stop being IT manager and I had to start being IT leader and I had to start empowering people to not just do it the old way. And we had to have a vision, uh, technology roadmap. Let's use technical terms. Let's not just use random, you know, leadership terms, but actual technology leadership terms actually have a technology roadmap that fostered the vision slash mission mission of the company all in, in, and then align the, the team with the actual values and, and purpose of the company. So that's, uh, that that is an exciting uh, with a lot of pressure opportunity, and that's where I live. <laughs> um, that's my zone right now. Yeah, it's what I find. What, what I want to congratulate you on is I did not realize that you were at your previous company for twenty nine years. Twenty nine and a half. That's <laughs> that's crazy to think about. To think about making a jump when you've been somewhere for at least Most half of your my life, adult life, half your Most life, of my adult life. Yeah, I went to work at that. I went to work at that company. I was uh, twenty-three years old. That's crazy. And I'm Fifty-two. <laughs> Greg, that's that's amazing. Now. It's just, it's just unbelievable. Um, and it's the thing that scares me and I, and I still have yet to find the answer to this. This thing that scares me is with the fact when you think about it's, it's fun to talk about, but it's also, and we joke around about, about, um, office space, but remember how they put like the, the, the Superman three, um, you know, virus, or we're going to shift fractions of a penny. (laughs) How did, how did they load that? What's so funny is that they loaded it with a floppy disk onto a tower, a workstation. And that's a popular movie that we're quoting. Okay. I know. So what that means is think of how much technology changed while you were at that company for 30 years. 30 yeah. years ago was 1990. I was watching the Bill Gates, um, you know, US versus Microsoft deposition or whatever on, on YouTube last night just because I it was trending on Twitter. And that was 1998. And he was and people were asking him questions like, you know, 
What does API stand for? What does, you know, yeah. and it's funny to see Bill Gates sitting there answering these questions like, and, you know, what's an operating system? Is this a correct definition of an operating system? Is this, you know, is it fair to say, you know, and they're asking questions like this, and that was 1998, we're in 2022. It's not that, it's really not that big of a difference. And here's the, the thing that's scary to me is, What's going to change even further into the future and what's what kind of roles are senior technology executives going to take? What's their is what's their exit strategy if there is one or what's their long term life strategy? I don't think there is one for IT managers unless you work unless you're planning on just rolling a 401k and I mean if I was you it would be like honey I don't need much I just need like you know we just need a couple motorcycles and you know an RV you know yeah (laughs) I mean honestly like to me that's like like you know my strategy I'm not worried about you know as long as well I've got eight kids so I'm hoping like they'll at least you know pay pay whatever's just past food stamps if I have to like you know if I really crash and burn but um, the um, what's the strategy? Do you have an idea for the future? And may, and I'm not trying to bring stress to your life because this might bring stress. But I'm seriously trying to find the answer. I have yet to have someone say, "Oh, I'm fully diversified and I'm buying real estate." And but because most IT directors don't have that, most of them are kind of like golden handcuff guys. We make enough. We make good money. We're not uncomfortable, but we're comfortable. But we're not like rich right some are right some are rich but no one's like you know not the average it guy is not making half a million a year so no. unless you're no. making over I, I i i think most americans nowadays with inflation and everything unless you're making over two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year i think you're pretty much golden handcuff territory without in, in there's a little bit of savings maybe paycheck to paycheck but it's money's not worth what it was anymore. And I'm one, and I'm, and I don't, in with the, how technology changes so fast. Um, I mean, I guess it's in, and hope shouldn't be a strategy. <laughs> it's not a strategy. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, what are we, what are we doing? Seriously? What are we doing? Are we looking at um, consulting when in our seventies or, I mean, what's going on, you know? Well, I, you I think know, it's an RV this, and to me it's an RV and, and motorcycles or it's an, to me it's an RV, you know, it's like, well, actually it's, it's both of those things. Um, so I do have a little side gig going on that doesn't make me very much money, but it does bring me some joy. Um, uh-huh. it's not technology related. Mm-hmm. Um, I write, uh, I've been writing motorcycle articles for a motorcycle website. Sweet. Um, and uh, I mean, it doesn't pay very much. I mean, it, 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 it pays enough the to buy some gas. Screw it. Let's plug. Let's plug the website. What are we doing? What's the website? It's, it, it's simplymotorcycle.com. Simplymotorcycle.com. Um, okay, cool. Look, a um, lot of a lot of IT guys are into motorcycles. Got to be. Yeah. There's only so many things that you can be into as an IT guy, right? Gaming, motorcycles. I don't know. Me, it's jujitsu, and you know, I don't know. Maybe powerlifting surfing. for some dudes. <laughs> surfing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Um, okay, so simply motorcycle, simply motorcycle singular dot com. Singular. Yes. Okay, simply motorcycle dot com. Okay, cool. So you're writing blog articles for it. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
And it's it's an interesting thing because I've written technology blogs before. I always get kind of burned out on them. Uh-huh. This one is kind of interesting because the editor sends me assignments. It's like a paid writing gig, you know. Uh-huh. He's like, write me an article about this. And sometimes it's stuff that I don't really know anything about, so huh. I have to go research it. I have to learn about it, yeah. and then I write about it. How do you find so, you? How did he find you? Um, it was on a there was some website, and I can't remember what it was. It was like a you know getarwritingjob.com or some crap like that. Huh. And um, there was just he had posted up there. I'm starting a new website. I need I need people to write articles, and I was like, okay, hmm. cool. I need people and, to write uh, articles. By the way. Since writing technology, <laughs> since writing technology articles is so exciting, uh, dissecting popular IT nerds advertisement. I forget to do this always in the middle of the show. I always forget. Blatant advertisement, please. Not an advertisement. I need writers. If you'd like to write an article on, I don't know, um, my old Shortel phone system that became Mitel that got bought by Rackspace and an upgrade to Microsoft Teams. Happy to, I'm welcoming, I'm welcoming that subject. I'm also welcoming numerous other, uh, subjects. Um, I don't know, something about silos would be cool. Uh, anything, but go on, go on. So you're writing motorcycle <laughs> blog articles. Um, he's got to pay you for it. Does, where'd you get your writing experience? Or are you just kind of just wing it and, and does he ask you to do keywords and stuff like that? Um, really my, my experience is just the fact that, um, I talk a lot and I like to talk and, um, I just figured out that I could actually type instead of talk. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah ma- good marketing writing. And I've gone down the black hole of marketing. Uh, believe me, I've gone down the black hole of marketing. I, and I've, what I realized is that I hate it. I really do. I'm like, I'm kind of like this natural, more of like a natural sales guy. And like, I think you're either in sales or marketing and I hate marketing. And the reason why is because I don't like, I don't like psychological games in a lot. I think a lot of marketing is about like psychological games, although good marketing is not, you just have to hit the right. I don't know. It's just me and, uh, uh, but I love writing. I was creative writing. So I just write the way I talk. So if you, if you're a good talker and you just write the way you talk, that's what I found is good. So that's exactly what I do. Um, And I think I hate marketing because, because I'm also in technology and a lot of yeah. marketing is trying to get someone to enter their email into a little box nowadays. And that's stupid. <laughs> yeah. Just, and I mean, we no deal IT with, guy we is gonna deal do with that. enough bad marketing. Yeah. So, okay. So really cool. So anyways, it's motorcycles and that's the so side gig. My, 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 my long my term plan, like for retirement, when I get to the point to where I can retire, uh-huh. uh, I'm probably going to just, like you said, RV and a couple of motorcycles or RV and a motorcycle and park the RV in, you know, Denver for this summer and explore the area. And then when we get bored with that, pull up stakes and move someplace else. Have you supplement our income by writing articles about writing stuff about things? (laughs) Uh, Have you been to Colorado? Yes. I've been to Colorado like three times in the last year. So I went Fort to uh, I went to Colorado State University. So in Fort Collins, I don't know if you've been to Fort Collins, Colorado. By I have chance. not. Fort Collins is great. They've got like more restaurants per square mile, I think, than any like place in like the United States or something. It's insane. So <laughs> there is a camping spot on Horse 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 Tooth Reservoir in Fort Collins. That would be nice because, and ironically, I I. 
I pulled over a motorcycle accident while I was going up because you have to kind of like drive up this little mini canyon. It's like, you know, it's the foothills. It's the foothills there in that area. And I right. remember you're just motorcycles and the camping ground. And now I'm, this is all coming back to me. I remember there was a guy, you know, careful on your turns and laying your bike over on certain turns, especially in mountain passes, because there can be a lot of gravel on the side. And, yep. um, you know, you don't have to have a helmet. I don't know what the helmet laws are. I, I don't think there's a helmet law in Colorado. Uh, you don't have to wear a helmet or anything. But, you know, a guy had a T-shirt on, basically came around a corner, a lot of gravel, laid his bike over. And I don't know if you've ever experienced road rash, but this is the worst thing I've ever saw. Like I saw this guy pick his face up off the ground and literally <laughs> his fa- his side of his face was left on the pavement. Like I've never seen so much like just blood and dirt and tar stuck into the side of a guy's arm and face. Anyways, a little gory, but that was my, I, uh, I used to have a bunch of motorcycles and then me, unless you're really just cruising, you got to kind of, it's like not a matter of if it's like a matter of when you're going to lay a motorcycle over and how bad it is. I think, have you ever laid one over yet? Yeah. Um, I got, I was in Corpus. I I was luckily I wasn't going very fast and, Uh um, I was in the right hand lane and the lady in the left hand lane decided to make a right hand turn. Uh, man, it's the fact that I was there. Not, not relevant. So I avoided hitting her Mm -hmm. and her hitting me, Uh but I went into a bicycle lane. Like you said, had some gravel Uh and there was some fish tailing and yeah, I dropped it over at about 25 miles an hour and tumbled and scratched myself up a little bit. But I mean, it wasn't terrible. Um, I mean, it's not something I would do like, hey, let's go lay the motorcycle down today. Yeah, you know? no, because you're but, like looking at the pedals. But it wasn't bad it? enough to where it wasn't bad enough to where I, I didn't pick the bike up and continue upon my way. Uh-huh. So. Whew. Well, safety. <laughs> I don't know what else safety, to say. There. Safety tip. Safety tip for the day: um, wear gear. <laughs> <laughs> leather, leather guy. Lots of leather, preferably colored. <laughs> I, I remember my first motorcycle, Jackson. My, my wife was like, "Bring that back." <laughs> I was like, it was like red, red paneled leather with yellow and blue panels, like in all different. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. I still wish I, I should never listen, never listen to her. I should have kept that jacket. Uh, Greg, it has been an absolute pleasure having you back on the Absolutely. show. Um, you know, and seriously, uh, I'm proud of you. 30 years and then jumping to, to a much, uh, you know, more, it's, I guess, welcome to the pressure. Uh, I don't know how else to say yeah. that, but, um, you know, <laughs> Uh, congratulations. And, uh, uh, again, um, if, well, I think it might be already said, but if there was any one piece of advice you'd have to give to people out there listening in the it world, uh, what would it be? Um, do not, do not fall into the, uh, the golden handcuff of complacency, complacency. Mm. Um, and by that, I mean, and this is important. Um, do not get stuck on your technology skills of this is what my company needs me to know right now. You've got to look at what the, what the, the greater IT community is doing, what the industry is doing, 
um, because otherwise you're going to wake up one day and your skills will be horribly, horribly out of date. Mm. Mm. I fell into that trap for about five years because, like you said, I was golden handcuffed. I was comfortable. I was mm. making decent money. I was, you know, was able to play with some technology and stuff, uh-huh. but I was limiting myself. I think, so, I think that's great advice too, even for, for employers out there too, you know, not everyone's, you know, no one's perfect. Right. And, um, oh yeah. the purpose, purpose of a business is to make money. And if that, that is what it is, but, um, you know, if, secondarily, you know, we're going to make money with, by, you know, keeping really good staff and keeping people, you know, I guess motivated and growing and all that stuff. And, and if that's not available, then, you know, Hey, you know, it's like no hard feelings. It's like, congratulations, you know? Um, so again, uh, thank you, sir. And we, uh, I, I, I welcome you back on, let's say, let's, let's look at how much you can do. How, let's see how much it can change. Let's see what you can do in a year. I'd love to see okay. how, I'd love to see how we, how we start tracking the numbers now. <laughs> let's Game see. On. Okay, sure. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Dissecting Popular IT Nerds. If you like this or any other episode, make sure you rate it and share it with one of your friends. And remember, when it comes to IT, you always need to be dissecting, analyzing, and improving.